I'm going to read a very familiar story. It's the road to Emmaus. If you're a Christian, you'll know this. It's a very famous story. But sometimes when you read it, you can maybe get into a kind of culture reading something in a, a certain way. And, but we actually really study, study it. You start to see, see things and you get revelation that you hadn't seen before. And that's what I got for this kind of famous story. Read from chapter 13, Luke 24, verse 13. Now that same day two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened. As they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them. But they were kept from recognising him. He asked them, What are you discussing together as you walk along? They stood still, their faces downcast. One of them named Cleopas asked, asked him, Are you the only, are you the only a, a visitor to Jerusalem and do not know the things that have happened in these days? What things, he asked. About Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. He was a prophet, powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. The chief priests and their rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death, and they crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And what is more, it is the third day since all this took place. In addition, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning, but didn't find the body. They came and told us that they'd seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said. But they did not see. But him they did not see. He said to them, How foolish you are, and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Christ have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus acted as if he was going further, but they urged him strongly, Stay with us, for it is nearly evening, and the day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognised him, and he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? They got up and returned at once to Jerusalem, where they found the eleven and those with them assembled together, and saying, It is true, the Lord has risen, and has appeared to Simon. Then the two told what had happened on the way, and how Jesus was recognised by them when he broke the bread. As I say, it's a very, very familiar story. But as Christians, because we know the end, we kind of miss something here. We miss the, we miss the depth that what really happened in this narrative story. You see, because we look in the light of the revelation at the end of the story, because we know it, because of the risen Jesus, 
And it used to, it used to um, trouble me. How, how did these men not recognise Jesus? They recognised him when he broke the bread. A familiar, a familiar symbolic thing, but they recognised him then. How did they not recognise him when he was on the road? You see, I think then if we read for the end, we take out its context. You see, we need to read the start and the middle to get the real context of this story. You see, at the beginning, there's no hint of any glory in this darkness that these two men have in their hearts. If you read it in its right context at this point, we need to forget the happy ending. What do we know about these two people? They were disciples of Jesus Christ. One was called Cleopas. That's all we really know. But we see... We can imagine their body language. Their faces were downcast. You can hear in their conversation where these men are. If you, look, if you, if you read it, you'll see that they must have been absolutely distraught, traumatised, depressed, suffering. When we see their emotional state, their spiritual condition at that point, it's evident in verse 21 when we read but we had hoped we had hoped that he was the one that would redeem Israel verse 21 when Jesus asked them about what things they said are you a visitor you can feel the anger in them the why have you know the place was in an absolute uproar that weekend when Jesus Christ was murdered on a cross and this man seemed to be oblivious to this and you can feel their anxiety and their anger when they ask him, are you just a visitor? Do you not understand what happened? And then they begin to tell Jesus the story about Jesus. They couldn't recognise him. They couldn't recognise him because of their spiritual and their emotional state. This is why I said at the start, in order to fully understand the meaning of this passage, you need to forget the happy ending. And you need to study these two men. And the way I did it, and the way I'm asking you to do it, is imagine yourself being a fellow disciple of these two. Imagine yourself walking on the Mace Road, walking away from Jerusalem. I want to use your imagination and walk with these two lonely and broken people, walking home on the Mace Road. You've just witnessed the crucifixion. The image of this holocaust that you've just witnessed has completely and utterly shattered your faith in God. Because you thought that this Jesus was the Messiah. He was who they said he was. This conquering hero and redeemer that was going to redeem us for the Romans, the oppressors. And you watched as they same Romans put him on a cross and killed him and it killed God and it killed God in your heart and it destroys your faith God is dead you're left facing an uncertain future bleak 
no hope because God is dead you probably left your home family, friends behind to follow this Messiah if he's the Messiah then we're going to follow him you gambled everything in this man you gambled your life your relationships, everything in following this man and suddenly you put all your eggs in one basket and suddenly they're lying at your feet broken like your life, totally unrestorable you see this painful journey of despair and hopelessness this journey walking away from Jerusalem Jerusalem was a place of pain and trauma and they were escaping Jerusalem I'm going to tell you something in my experience that this road, this Emmaus road is a road many of themselves find, many of us find ourselves on Christians and non-believers both find ourselves on the same road walking away from Jerusalem with despair in their lips we had hoped what is your Jerusalem? have you been hurt by people? are you walking away from Jerusalem? has other Christians hurted you? has church let you down and hurt you? these are real questions I'm asking this morning because I have to deal with them I've experienced this world and I'm sharing it with you you see the problem at times and what I have learned especially in Christian mission and evangelism is that we begin at the end the revelation of the risen Christ and that's great because we're excited about that but we don't really think about the people we're talking to or witnessing to we don't really empathise where they are on the road we don't give them space and time we don't listen to their despair we had hoped we don't listen to their anger are you the only visitor here we don't listen to the anger Jesus drew alongside these two men he knew what they were going through he knew what they witnessed doesn't even reveal himself to them and he listens to them he listens to their despair he listens to their anger their hopelessness and then he talks to them grief, pain, anger, despair and doubt walking away from Jerusalem again what is your Jerusalem? are you on the run? you see I believe Christians are frightened to express their feelings because of their shame and feeling doubt (coughs) doubt's a sin we don't want to share that with anybody we don't want to share that we feel we're lost in the wilderness and we shouldn't be feeling that way because we're Christians fearing that other Christians may judge us you see if we come to the revelation (laughs) in Christ and sit down with somebody and point the finger in their face and tell them they need to be born again they're just words to somebody who's in pain it's not revealing Jesus Christ to them although it's the truth you see the result of that that this message proclaimed by Christians is simply unbelievable for people whose emotional and spiritual experiences have rendered them incapable of receiving such a message as the good news, the gospel while their wounds are gaping and they still require healing 
But these men. You see, these two couldn't handle the news of a risen Christ. Without first having grieved the loss. The loss of the Lord being crucified. This man that they followed. Their hopes and dreams completely dashed. People lose close friends and relationships. Suffer loss. These people are now dead to them. And people pass through this dark night of the soul. As a Christian I've passed through that myself. In different stages of my walk. And when I look back at my past and the hurt and the pain. And where I was before I knew Jesus. You see, because of their emotional state, it was impossible for them to recognise and receive revelation of a risen Christ. That's why they couldn't see him. They couldn't see past their grief and their pain and their hopelessness and their despair. Although the Lord was standing right next to them. That's why it seemed Jesus was incognito. They couldn't be recognised. Because these men were blinded by their grief. People talk about Damascus Road experience and I had one myself in my room. But when I look back down the timeline, it was still an Emmaus Road experience. Because when I look back I can see the Lord in my life, like the footprints. I can see the Lord drawing next to me. To that point where he got he got me to that point where I had a Damascus Road experience in my room. You see I had struggles and doubts. And as a Christian I've had struggles and doubts. I was brought up Roman Catholic and at times I felt as though I came out of one religion into another religion. And I struggled with it all. I struggled with church. I'm not saying that as a critic, I struggled with it all. You see, there's comfort in scriptures in the Bible about doubt. Lord, I believe, help me thou my unbelief. In Matthew 28 verse 17 it says this. When the, when the disciples went to Galilee... To meet with the Lord for the last time, it says, When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Is that kind of comfort in that? For people like me that doubt at times. If we're going to evangelise and win people for Jesus Christ in this society, we live in a postmodern society where you believe it or not. We're structures, it's a liquid society, things aren't solid anymore. People don't trust in the big story anymore, they don't trust. And somebody saying this is the truth. They may believe in truth, but they don't believe in the truth. They don't believe in absolutes. Can I tell you something? These two guys walking from away, walking from Jerusalem, away from Jerusalem, on the road to Damascus, is society today. That's what God showed me out there in postmodern society. God is dead. He was crucified on a cross. He's dead. And the sad thing is, is people don't believe anymore. In fact, it's worse than that. They forgot that they don't believe. That's how bad that is. They think he's dead. Because they think God's attached to religion. Karl Marx said it was the opium to the masses, and that's what people believe. There was this historical figure 2,000 years ago, and he died as a martyr on a cross. Many people did. That's what people believe. I'm going to tell you something. Jesus draws along side these people on the Emmaus Road. And people out there and people in here are on that Emmaus Road. And God meets you at your need on that Emmaus Road.
no matter where your theology is, no matter where your political conviction is, no matter what your emotional, mental state is, Jesus Christ draws alongside people. See the Maus Road away from Jerusalem. That escape in a place of hurt from a dead Christ on the cross to meet in a resurrection risen Christ. I'm going to say that again. The Maus Road is a journey away from Jerusalem from a dead Christ on the cross to meet in a resurrection risen Jesus. He meets us exactly where we are on this road and he will ask you to follow him. Faith is falling and trusting in Jesus. Verse 25 to 27 says this. He said to them, How foolish you are and slow of heart to believe that, that what the prophets had spoken. Did not the Christ have to suffer these things and, went, and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. That's a Bible study I'd like to be in it. Walking the road to a mess and Jesus ex- expounding the scriptures about things concerning himself. And when I thought about this, I thought, what, would he, what, what scriptures would he be talking about? What would he be sharing about things concerning himself? You need to get into the minds and heart of these two, what, two men walking away from Jerusalem because that's what they witnessed, that's what they experienced. That's what they were traumatised by. And how hard it was to accept that he could rise from that. You see, in the end, it was something simple that he took the bread, gave thanks and broke it, and he gave it to them, and their eyes were opened. It's an ordinary symbolic act, but they had seen Jesus do it, and they remembered it. And the revelation came to them, and they recognised him, and he disappeared before their eyes. Can you imagine the excitement of these men? One of them probably in his house. God is dead. And now he's alive. I can't even get that. I can't even... My mindset can't even express that. That God is dead. They saw it harm. They saw the Messiah being crucified. They heard the rumours that the tomb was empty but they couldn't believe it because they were traumatised. Now God's not dead because Jesus is alive. You can hear in their excitement didn't our hearts burn together when we were on the road with him? When he opened up the scriptures did our hearts not burn within us? How did we not recognise him? You see when you come to know Christ, this is what the Holy Spirit does. He reveals the risen Saviour in your life. And He comes and He deals with the pain. And He starts to heal you. He deals with the despair. He turns everything around. These men's lives were completely turned around again. They got up and returned to Jerusalem at once, it says. The place of pain, trauma, fear, despair, hopelessness once they knew that Jesus was the Messiah the risen Christ that God isn't dead, he's alive they could go back to Jerusalem again and face that because what happens is when you get to know Jesus you can't help but tell somebody and they were bursting 
to tell the others that it was true what the woman said and what Simon had said that he is alive they got up and returned at once to Jerusalem they faced their fears the place of hurt and despair that cruel cross was now a cross of victory a victory over sin and death and even hell itself I don't know I don't know many people in here I know some I don't know where you're coming from but I do know the difference between religious, religion and Christianity you see religion is man made and people out there will tell you it's dead and they're telling the truth Jesus spoke to religious people he said they were gravestones whitewashed sepulchres all whitewashed on the outside and full of dead man's bones on the inside religion is dead Jesus is alive you see the gospel message is simple we're sinners and we must trust in Christ for our salvation we don't gamble with it salvation belongs to the Lord when he died on the cross he said it's finished you can't earn your salvation you accept it this is between you and God are you at the crossroads are you at the cross this morning are you hearing the scriptures are you hearing the revealed risen Christ is your heart burning within you when was the last time your heart burned within you when you heard the scriptures has it been a while have you been in the wilderness have you doubted have you been disappointed don't leave this place without him because he is alive don't let him disappear in front of you because you never made a move towards him you see it says the urge don't he stay God's a gentleman he won't he won't bully himself into your life he won't impose himself on you these men urge don't he stay he was going to walk on and they urged him to stay and that's what we need to do when he urged him to stay with us that's the gospel man that's the risen saviour that's who we walk with that's who we know if you don't know Jesus today I'm not second hand car salesman trying to sell you something that's not real I'm not going to tell you all the nice bits and not show you the rust under the door I'm going to tell you how it is Christianity is not a white picket fence life it's not a flat line in life where you're no ups and downs in life because that's not real this is a hard walk, a hard, hard walk. Do you know it's hard being straight in a bent world, isn't it? We experience it all the time. They look at you with that wee twinkle in their eye, you're a head guess. Because you're trying to be honest and straight in a bent world. But we have the great commission to go and tell people about Jesus and that's all I'm doing today. But I'm going to tell you what these men suffered before they seen the risen Christ. And I've experienced the dark night, the dark night of the soul. It's a good expression of it. I was in my room and I didn't know the Lord. I'd screamed on him two years before. And he came into my life in my room when I was drinking with a friend. He touched me in my room. He touched me in the room and I was about to impose violence on my mate. I was going to hit him. And God touched me right at that point. And that doesn't happen to a lot of people. Everybody. And you might say that's a Damascus Road. But I know when I looked down the timeline he was looking after me up to that point. He revealed himself to me. And it's been a struggle following Jesus Christ. But it's been worth it. The same Jesus that can change my life can change anybody's life. I don't want to share my testimony today, but I was miles away from God. I believed it was the opium to the masses. I didn't believe in a risen Saviour. I believed in a dead Jesus on a crucifix. I believed that man that man lived and he died. He didn't die for me. God revealed himself to me. I repented of my sin and I followed him. It was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. It was the best thing. Don't leave this place. This seems, I don't know it well, but I know the people in this church... And this isn't about a wee altar call where you put your hands up and you accept Jesus Christ and then they say, oh, well, that's you, that's your golden ticket into heaven, see you. You see, we were made, we were asked to make disciples. And I believe this is a nice place to make disciples. 
I believe through the coffee shop and my experience of what's been happening in the men's meeting, it's quite similar outreach that I've done when you sit and listen to people having something to eat and you take that time you listen to that gaping wind that's in them and you draw alongside people and you don't Bible thump them you listen to them and then you reveal Christ to them through his word when they're ready and that word in season comes and I believe this is a church that does that because I know the people that come here I know how many cups of tea they've made for people. They might not get the recognition for it, but I know God knows the time that they've spent with people. And this is what the Lord asks us to do. And again, if you've wandered away from the Lord, He's walking beside you. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Amen.